You know it's Monday, and you know what time it is. FRPC Hoops is back on the air, and let me tell you right now, Summer League went off, Yeah, but man, we are so excited to talk about that, but we're going to talk to my man, the Canadian Bomber, the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran. Nico, what's up, bro? Not not a whole lot, man. I had a bit of a crazy weekend watching the summer league. It was a it was a whole lot of fun and I'm excited about it. My man got after it this weekend. He got after it hard. Yeah. Uh there's a lot of drinking involved. <laughs> what say you about the <clears throat> drinking, Nico? Uh it <laughs> that didn't end up going too well for me. I uh, I was home alone. I was home alone, uh, and uh, my fiance was out at her friend's bachelorette party. So uh, eventually, at some point, I decided to to have a few drinks. I thought I only had like I don't know, like a fifth of a bottle of rum, like maybe three, four shots in there. So I just poured it into a glass with. Uh, with ice and <clears throat> wanted to sip on it for a while but after I was done sipping on it I discovered in my drunken state a little drunk that we did in fact have more rum in the house and then uh I don't really remember much of the night after that I know I spent some time on Twitter spaces I got I woke up with seven new followers um, wait so drunk Drunk Nico was on Twitter Spaces? He was on Twitter Spaces. He was going around talking to the public. And uh, I I vomited all over my bed. Um, I In the right. middle of the night, I slept until 5 the next day, roughly at 4 or 5, and had to wake up and clean out off the whole bed. I couldn't figure out why I vomited red for the longest time, what the hell it was. And then I realized in my drunken state, I ate an entire package of hot rods, all of them. And so that I was puking it all up. I made, I made the mistake of not eating before I started to drink. And that's why it ended up hitting me so hard. I, I, if I would have ate before I had that first glass, I wouldn't have been drunk enough that I, found the next bottle and <laughs> drank through that as well. <sighs> Six years of sobriety, thank God. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, yeah. Man, so in all of this, were you able to lock in on some basketball, man? Because oh, Summer yeah. League was I, I started incredible. drinking after the games were done. I started drinking. Oh, okay. Celebratory. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> all right. The first thing that I want to hit on with you, man. Mm-hmm. Let's just get it out the way. Yeah. The first night of Wimbayama and the people freaking out and calling them oh trash. Oh, my God, yeah. Insane. Can I, can I just say one thing, and I'm going to let you go. Yeah, go ahead. Can we, can we give these prospects a time to breathe? Can we just see them? Yeah. Can we just experience what is, what is, what is going to be yeah. for a second before we start passing, like, these ultimate judgments that, oh, this this is definitely not going to work out. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Nico. Mm-hmm. In that first game, I was good. I saw all I needed yeah, to see. I was like, oh, oh, this is, oh, this is real. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, okay. I don't care what he shoots. It didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, okay. While the whole world was freaking out, mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. Yeah, man. I think... This was a really good test, this Victor Wenbanyama game, of go through your Twitter feed, and all the people who say he played horrible, played like shit, those are the people who you can tell for sure did not watch the game, but instead just looked at the box score, or looked at a couple missed threes, and decided, okay, this guy is done with. You... The second he stepped on the floor, just the way he moves and the things he can do offensively, defensively, there, there is 
talk and it's accurate that he hunts block sometimes a little too much and that was the through both games that's been on uh show uh, through the summer league but once you have a defense where he isn't the five like he's the four and he can kind of roam around and do his own thing and just put himself in lanes I think that is going to turn from a disadvantage to an advantage because being a block hunter at the center position gets you out of position a lot. Think of guys like Hassan Whiteside. But when you're doing it at the four, it changes the way everyone on the court looks at their shot. That becomes a big guy more like Serge Ibaka. And a seven foot three Serge Ibaka with an eight foot wingspan sounds absolutely terrifying. So him working his way into that role is something I just can't wait to get my eyes on. Yeah, to me, he is an actual wing defender. I, yeah. I, I couldn't see him as a center at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the beauty of it is that I think back to when Durant came into the league, yeah. and I'm not trying to compare the two. What I'm actually trying to say is like Durant was a, okay, we'll say it. He was a 6'10 shooting guard mm-hmm. when he came into the league. Yeah. More like 7'1, but we, I, we digress. I I we, don't know about Durant's height. The only, that dude reason, is seven feet. the only reason they measured him after and he came in at 6'11 something. But I think the reason that guy looks so tall is like, if you were to measure to just shoulders of all the players in the league, I think Durant would have some of the highest. His build is just crazy like that. I think he's actually probably closer to that 6'11 overall, though. Either way, he was like a he was a shooting guard. Mm-hmm. With Wimby, I'm looking at him and going, "Oh yeah, you're gonna posi- you're gonna position him down." Yeah, I'm not saying necessarily he's gonna play like a small forward. Defensively, he should play like the power forward or whatever you want to call yeah, it, the yeah, big the wing or whatever. Down. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's more of a weak side help defender than he is, uh, I am the anchor of a defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Which is actually more scary because he covers yeah. more ground mm-hmm. that way. You actually are implementing the weapon more yeah. this way than if he was actually being a center. Yeah, absolutely. They if they could get a uh, center to truly like anchor this defense, I've talked about how I think Jakob Pertl would have been a perfect fit to return. I I think they're going to be cooking with some real gas. So I think that's the next thing I'd have my eye on as center Tony. All right, we worked out a couple things to make this real easy for people. So we have a uh, a list of people that have shown us enough that we don't need to see anymore. So what's the list called, Nico? Uh, I I uh, played around with a few names, but I, I settled on the go-home-from-summer-league team, the early vacation team, maybe, for these guys. There's a, a few guys we've seen in this year of summer league who are just too good for the competition and overall summer league has gotten significantly better over the past like if you look at where we were 10 years ago versus today with the level of talent that's coming in it used to be you'd have one maybe two nba players on most of these teams now like you're getting three four Guys are always coming back. Some teams have their entire squad out here, be it San Antonio or Detroit or like there is quite OKC. a few teams, OKC, yeah, who just run uh, most of the guys who they're going to run with during the year at this level. And we're seeing better basketball that is going to be more representative of what we'll see during the NBA season, I think. That gets me to this point, too, because we're also going to like hit on development as we kind of go along with this. Um, but the one thing that I saw is I saw sets. I saw people like really communicating on defense. Yeah. Um, you saw a structure. Mm-hmm. And 
if you're seeing structure at that level, that means now you get to see things that actually translate to what you're going to see in real time in practice, training camp, and beyond. So I am looking at this going, I saw a lot from a lot of guys, and let's get to our list because I'm actually excited about this list. Mm -hmm. So who's the first guy you want to talk about that definitely needs to go home? Uh, this guy, I think of all the people on the list is the one who needs to go home the most. And it's not because he's necessarily the best player. It's just that he is incredible. He is too good for this level of competition. And I don't really think he has anything more to work on or that he's working on in the summer league that you can't just throw him out during the regular season and have him work on it there. And that's at Andrew Nemhart. We've seen oh. this guy basically do absolutely everything, getting to, to his own spots, passing the ball around the court. You, you could make the argument that he's helping make some of the other guys better with his passing, but Often he's put in a position where the best decision for him to make is him finding his own shot. So he does that. He's doing the right thing. But I, I'd rather see some of these other guys on the Pacers kind of figure it out a little. That being said, this guy, I we're not too far removed from him being a six-man-of-the-year candidate, I don't think. I think that... uh our guy Nimhart might be the mathering buffer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> if, if, if Nimhart wasn't on the team, our guy Mathering would be taking all the shots. Yeah. <laughs> Every last one of them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not sure it's uh it's that different though, because now Nemhart's no, taking like half. Matherin's taking like half. The rest of the guys aren't getting uh the most opportunities. Our guy Jarris Walker, my guy, I guess a little more. Jarris Walker has been playing pretty well as well. I'd just like to see them look at him a little more as a scorer. Okay, that's the point. All right, that's where I want to get to. So let's get into the development part. So we talked about Nimhard. He needs to go home one hundred percent. Again. The one thing that Jarris Walker brings to the table is offensive creation. This is a chance where he would be able to go ahead and mm -hmm. develop that, right? This yeah. is what we would probably be, be able to see in the actual regular season, him at the nail and kind of directing traffic mm -hmm. and moving the chess pieces around, correct? Yeah, I I think that's the role I ideally like to see him in. I wonder, though, if Rick Carlisle has some different vision for him, and that's why he's kind of working him into this kind of role early. Do you like where he's going with him, or are we are we too stuck to what we saw on the film, and we were so enamored with that? Um, It depends. I think if he want if Rick's idea is kind of We'll put him in this role for this year. We really want him to get good at these few things. This is what's most important. And then next year we start expanding on from there, especially with all these guys consistently going back to summer league now. You're going to have a chance for him to to do it all again. I, I like that idea. If Rick is just planning on limiting his play style overall and not uh, letting him engage as a ball handler too much, obviously that is just a misuse of the talent you have. All right. Who is the next person you want to speak about well, on the they need to go home all-stars? The, the second guard is the only rookie on this list. And uh, this guy was not taken in the lottery, though both of us <laughs> had him graded there. Mr. Keontae George is proving himself already too good to be in the summer league. He is... Base uh, almost looking like the best player on the floor out there, defensively passing and getting to his spots and everything. This is an incredible young point guard developing, and uh, I've seen enough at this point, honestly. Let me tell you something. Every time I think of Keontae George, I think of one, two, three, and to the fuck. <laughs> That's what I think of. I think of Snoop Dogg. I think... I think it's smooth. I oh, just yeah. love it. This dude 
for sure needs not to be in the summer league mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited. Man, My man. only problem is what they have in front of him right yeah. now. Is is that's my only thing because honestly, am I asking too much to think that now I'm not saying give him the keys to the kingdom, but if he goes into training camp and he's doing this, he's, he's gonna start, be the right? other guys. If he's doing this, he's gonna be the starter. There's I don't think there's a way you can talk yourself out of it. He is the best guard defender they have already and if he's doing this offensively like you're it's negligence keeping him out of the game take note see what i did there nico mm-hmm. take note utah yeah Deontay george incredible needs draft. to start best draft in the league not close yes sir yes sir mm-hmm. we are on the utah jazz bandwagon yeah all the boys. now I will put it this way. As a Laker fan, this hurts me to my core. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who was following the league, this is terribly exciting. Yeah. My guy, Taylor Hendricks, who we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. And Keontae George. And then you got Walker Kessler. You got you got dudes, man. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see all of what they have mm-hmm. and put it together, man. But yeah, Keontae George is doing his thing. Is there anybody um, on Utah that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, I wish they were doing a little bit more with them? Uh, maybe Sensabaugh. Um, mm-hmm. I I like Sensabaugh, and I, I think he can work in a few different ways. They've been using him more conventionally to this point, but that might, that might change in the games going forward because a lot of these rookies, you want to get them a little bit adjusted before you throw it all all at them necessarily, especially a guy like Bryce whose feel for the game isn't necessarily his strongest point, though he does have a very natural skill at the game of basketball. So I, I guess Sensabaugh perhaps, but overall I like everything Utah's doing. I think Utah has just a lot of talent and it's hard to get it all all going and maybe his thing is listen we're gonna have you do this right now and then we'll worry about the, the rest later we'll we'll you do this because you're really really good at it yeah <laughs> and we got these other guys that do multifaceted things mm-hmm. we just want you to focus in on the thing you really do well yeah maybe that's the maybe that's the goal yeah that's absolutely you know because <clears throat> the whole point is is that even somebody like myself who was down on Bryce Sensabaugh, mm-hmm. I want him to be in the rotation. So whatever yeah. it is that's going to get you there, do that. Right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's just like Summer League is an opportunity to let people expand a little more. So I, I'd like to see them, even if they're like running all the same things for him, I'd like to just see them run a little more of them. Well, Keontae George goes home like we would like. Mm-hmm. Maybe that goes. Yeah. Maybe that happens. But Utah, we're we're really excited about your draft, and we're really excited about your future. Mm-hmm. Nico, who is the next person? Well, on our go home All Star team, I <laughs> I'm gonna get Homerish here. They here we go. Yeah. The next I knew it was two, coming, so. the next two players here are both Houston Rockets, and they're both forwards. And uh, both draft picks last year, Bari and Tari, Jabari Smith and Tari Eason, uh, have both been incredible to this point in the summer league. Uh, Jabari Smith has looked like the best player on the floor every time he's been out there. He started a little slow in the first game, but then he just started taking the ball and doing what he wants with it. He has this new move, this new driving move, where he, like, almost like an old-school back-to-the-basket center, he'll turn around, but he, like, turns around while he's going fast still and has, like, caught in a lot of people off guard with it. Also, like, just the handle and the touch around the rim has looked way better than it was uh, 
like a year ago coming out of Auburn into this class. Clearly, this guy has improved facets of his game, and we're getting to see them all. And it it's been great. Tari Eason is the other guy who I I think could be going home. Uh, his passing has been the the standout, I'd say, impressive thing here. There was that game-ending pass that he said <laughs> in the interview afterwards. He said, well, I am a quarterback. I, I don't know if he thinks he's still a quarterback, but uh, either way, it was, it was an awesome play, an awesome pass. Overall, the passing's been great. He's facilitated a lot for the guys around him, as well as just doing Tarese and things, being an incredible defender, crashing the rim, being able to finish up high, just seeing him maybe develop a little bit more as a tertiary creator. That's an impressive thing. I I'm worried he could get a little lost in the sauce with this Rockets team overall, but if he keeps playing like this, there's almost no way that could happen. Overall, I it's going to hurt our chances at the Summer League Championship, but I think both guys have proven all it is that they need to prove. Well, both of those guys, again, <clears throat> what I wanted to see. Uh, with Jaguari Smith Jr., you got the aggressiveness of, yeah. I'm going to take over the offense. That's what we got to see. And... When you are 6'10", 6'11", like Jabari Smith Jr. is, this is kind of what you want to do. No shade to Jalen Green whatsoever, but you also have to understand that is a lottery ticket at the end of the shot clock. You need to feed that ball, feed that ball to that guy in the best mm-hmm. possible position because his shot is quick, he's long, nobody can block his shot except for Wimby. Yeah, <laughs> Wimby can block it, um, and a couple other guys. But mm-hmm. it, it's going to get off pretty pretty easily. And then now, if you if he's going to be driving to the basket and accepting contact the way he did in the summer league so far, yeah, I mean this is this is what I wanted to see last year, but I'm getting to see it this year. And as far as Tari is concerned, the one thing I want to see from him is the throttle back, and yeah. he has done that. Mm-hmm. I saw more. Under control, Tori Eason. Yeah, this summer league, it looked like either he got control of his body, or he understand his movement pattern better. Yeah, one or the. But other. it seems to be a lot more under control. It seems like I know what I want to do before him. Mm-hmm. There's a little more of I'm just gonna go to the basket and just see what happens. Yeah, that was before. Now it's. I'm going to the basket with a purpose. Oh, I see the man in the corner. Shoot it out to him. Right? Oh, dude, I got small on me. I'm going to take it to the rim. So yeah. it's the things that you wanted to see. I I know you think he might get lost. I don't think so. I think this is the, the type of connective tissue. This is the Grant Williams. Remember yeah. you were talking about maybe getting Grant Williams? Yeah. Having him? Mm-hmm. Having him with with this team, I think provides a lot of that, and I think that's how um, yeah. Ime Adelka will implement him into the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I the Grant Williams signing was kind of in my head a way to aggregate the positions that they went out and addressed in both uh, Jeff Green and Dylan Brooks. But obviously, without like the hot, quite high end upside, I actually thought that might help a guy like Tari stay on the court a little better. I I just am obviously concerned with the uh, Dylan Brooks of it of it all being such a big part of the starting lineup, and then you still have Jabari up there. It and there's no room at the two to kind of make any of that work. It's just. He's going to be pushed into a role as a sixth man for this year. And then going forward, that might be Eamon Thompson's spot long term. So it is a little bit concerning overall. But if we can fi- figure it out long term, I I think this could be a really special team overall. Man, Jabari, like... 
you talked about this being the stuff you wanted to see from him. And I, me too, of course, I, I would love to see this, but I'm not even sure I thought this version of Jabari existed and I loved him. I thought he was a much different player than this based on what he showed at Auburn. If this is the guy he is, the upside is enormous. It is in, absolutely incredible. I I don't know if he can finish at the rim, like even close to what he's doing at this point. That that's that changes the way this team looks long term a whole lot. I told you last year I wanted to see more reps from him, and this is why. Because I I felt that this was in there. This is what I thought was there. Yeah. This is why I was like, I was so forceful with, I don't understand why we're not feeding him the ball. Oh, yeah. That, you're not that going anywhere. Absolutely made sense. They you're not, the ball you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Just this is a year to, to whatever, whatever you want to call it. Tank, not tank. Uh play hard, learn skills, but, mm. you know, ultimately ending up in a in a position where you are able to draft somebody high, however you want to play that. But this is, with what you're seeing now, it would be criminal for them to go back to what they were doing last year with him. And here is where we'll talk oh. about the development again. Yeah. When you have Van Vliet, so you know that's at least, mm-hmm. you know that's like twelve to fourteen shots, right? That somewhere in there. Yeah, you, you know yeah. he's going to get shots. So yeah. now you have Jalen Green, right? Mm-hmm. That's what fifteen, sixteen shots. Yeah, something like that. Right, but like so, there's a lot more shots to go around than there was last year because you have Van Bleet as your point guard and not Kevin Porter Jr. So you're turning three or four or five of those turnovers into passes to someone else for a shot. And in I just I think that's gonna be a big changer. Also, like this team is gonna play much faster than last year. So I I just think there might be shots to go around. There might be enough offense to create overall. But the one person that we didn't talk about, we kind of brought him up very briefly, and he got hurt, was mm-hmm. Amen Thompson. Now, he looked the good. Dylan Brooks of it all hurts him, really, to me. And the other guy I know you want to talk about, Cam Whitmore. Yeah, yeah. Because that guy showed out as well. That guy that, showed out. That's another, that's another problem with this whole Tari Eason thing like long term I think I'm higher on Cam I like I like Tari a whole lot and I like what he was doing last night but Cam man is he's special and he's years younger um Eamon Thompson though I think is probably probably the guy who's going to eventually get that that starting three role and uh, Dylan Brooks might not be too happy with it, but I think before the end of the year, Eamon is absolutely capable of forcing their hand, of making them put him on the floor. And Matt, it's an exciting time to be a Rockets fan. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say in the end. I'm I'm very here's, very pleased with the way the summer league has went. Here's. And here's where I'll leave it because I want to get to a, a team that maybe haven't hasn't developed as much, but we still got to get to the last uh, go home all, all star. Yeah, there he's on that. My team. my my worry, mm-hmm. my worry is that Dylan Brooks is four year, almost ninety million dollar contract now. Yeah, eighty six. You know, four in, in so so I am. That worries me. Yeah. For the development path of a couple of the guys. Mm-hmm. You know. It's the climbing though. And if someone's just better than him, it's like a contract that moves its way down to like six man money towards the end. 
Okay, I'll just ask you the question, man. Here it is. Is winning going to be more important than development of that of those guys? Because at this point, there's my scare. Because Cam Whitmore should get, I would hope that he would get somewhere between 12 to 16 minutes a game. I don't think he will. I think Cam will. He will not. You know, he's right. spending time in the G League. But that, that I would like Eamon Thompson to get a solid 16 minutes a game. Oh, he's getting more than that, I think. Okay. I, think I would like he, for Jabari Smith to get 20 shots a game. 20 shots is not going to happen. I want I want 20 shots. I, that, that won't happen. I honestly I think, think he might. To 50. I know. I might be in the I might need I might be in the in the minority. I might also be you know, there might be a little prisoner of the moment. I don't think so. I just I like the skill set. I actually think that Jabari Smith Jr. might be your best offensive player. Uh I I do not I know you have a good thing with Jalen Green, but I, I'm just telling you six eleven Yeah, his upside is astronomical. It always has been. And like so. And I'm not talking about Amen is out of this picture right now. It's mm-hmm. not because I don't think Amen couldn't get there. It's more of what I'm talking about between those t- those two guys. Yeah, I I would and, uh, I would lean Jalen still, but I could I could see what you're saying. I guess he he'd need to take a pretty significant jump though. Yeah, most definitely. I'm just saying if this is in him. I would like to. I would like to extract it out more personally. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Who is the last guy uh, on our the, go home? The last guy on this list is a guy. <laughs> I I almost want to see him go home just so he doesn't have to play with this team right now. But uh, that's a little disrespectful. I'm I'm bringing up Jalen Duran here. That's he's, my guy he's this been year. been incredible at center. He has a turnaround uh, fadeaway shot now. He's pulled out like a bunch of different moves overall. In the he NBA. has a hezzy tween tween step He does. Back. He does. He Man, when he hit that like 20-footer and then came back down the floor and hit another 20-footer, I was almost on my feet. It was nuts. He has uh, been pretty great through these games the problem is that he's been sharing a front court with James Wiseman and James Wiseman has been taking a million shots been getting technicals been like he can roll to the rim and finish there he can't do anything else and he's always trying to do something else uh Jaden Ivey is is a good player and I still have a lot of hope for him, but the way he's played to this point in the summer league has left a little to be desired. He's playing way too fast at times. Uh, also, sending Duran home might free up some more uh, shots so Asar can finally actually take a couple. Um, he's had a really hard time through these first few games working his way into the offense, and I... I'd just really like to see it. Realistically, the go home from summer league player here should be James Wiseman. Just go home out of our life. <laughs> but uh, I'll say it's Jalen Duran because he's actually been excellent throughout the summer league overall. Still All 19. Right. Mm, I have thoughts on this. <laughs> and my first thought is, are we developing the right person? That's my first thought. Because oh. it seems like James Wiseman is the centerpiece of the Detroit Pistons summer league basketball team. I, I is that not idea. so? I I'm not sure he's the centerpiece. I I think the way James Wiseman plays basketball, he demands the ball. <laughs> like one way or another, he's going to end up with it, and he's taking the shot. And normally it looks like it's going to be a good shot, but then he does some crazy stuff and turns it into a bad shot. It's it's all, all just take the guy off the floor, <laughs> man. Like it, he even if it works out and this helps him develop, what are you getting? 
like a backup big long term that there's not a whole lot of upside there and you're kind of halting and stunting the growth of your other really good interesting young players by doing this but uh buddy Beheim has been really good for them too by the way i just want to throw that in there he, he had every shot i'm gonna say this so detroit pistons fans can hear me where are you going this year where are you going Hopefully up. James James Wiseman, that's you got Asur, you got Ivy, and you got Doran out there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those are the guys that you need to see exponential growth in. Those are the guys who should be being force fed um offensive possessions. Mm-hmm. Utilized in movement, utilized in pick and roll, utilized in pick and pop, utilized in Spain pick and rolls. This is what should be going on. Yeah. Okay. I listen. I'm not in Detroit. I'm not. You know. I don't follow the team like really, really closely. Mm-hmm. But I thought the whole point was that we needed to see if Ivy could be some sort of offensive creator for others. Well, we, I think they're trying to do we've seen We're trying to see if we could. I think it'd be easier if Wiseman was not in the lane. Yes, it absolutely would. Can you help me out with that one? Yeah, okay. No, that'd be Then, Asur, because Wiseman is getting on these shots, I sometimes he's – is he on the court? I – I saw him. <laughs> yeah. He does and the that. only reason that Jalen Doran is doing anything is because he gets the ball <laughs> off, the, off the glass. Yeah, and well, then, he does that, but he's been getting a good amount of passes as well. Yeah, but he has been his, – his game, you can see his game has been worked on. Oh, like yeah. His game has definitely has been worked on. Yeah. Now I didn't know he had the the sauce to his game. Yeah, that was young. interesting. He's got everything. He's a kid still. It's I, crazy. I, I love it, it's but I like I'm really concerned than I saw. I'm concerned about the developmental path of, of of the Detroit Pistons. I think we're focusing on the wrong guy. And then is it because we have seen, in a sense, size dominate? The last three or four years, are are we trying to force feed wise men? Like we gotta have this because others have this. I I just think it, he's like the greatest example of fool's gold of all time. Like he has so many things that you're just like, hey, if you can do this consistently, then you're gonna be great. And consistently is not in his vocabulary. He Decides what he's going to do every time he goes down the court and then, like, throws it out there. He doesn't have uh, a whole lot of regiment to his style. And, like, he he's so athletically gifted that he's one of those guys that it wouldn't shock me if, like, a 30-year-old James Wiseman got a jolt from something and all of a sudden he's a good player for the last few years of his career. Cause he's got that kind of physical talent. It's just, he needs to look at the game of basketball entirely differently than he does right now. And, uh, I don't think that's going to happen in Detroit. Definitely not on this Detroit summer league team. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Uh, let's hit on some other guys that we looked at uh, in the lottery and like, you know, top 20, I guess we can get to those guys. Um, Anthony Black. Yeah, he's been so, so good too. I, I, one game. I, yeah, I know. I ended up in a Twitter beef because of Anthony Black, weirdly, with a bunch of Magic fans recently because I think Anthony Black is going to start over Markel Fultz. I, I worded a part of it in a way that some people thought I was saying Markel was a bad player and that he couldn't do certain things. So I, I went back and tried to correct that. But, man, this guy's going to be starting for you pretty soon. He is 
an incredible player and a fit like a glove with Braun. Like, seeing your point guard set a mean screen in the summer league has to, like, give you a jolt of energy. I don't understand how you don't watch what this guy did offensively, defensively, diving all over the floor, making crazy shots. That one and one he made where he was fouled was absolutely bonkers. You, you're going to have to jump on board with this guy because I think there's a world that exists where he's your best player long-term or at least your second best. This is where um, draft people or people who are watching the Magic who maybe don't focus on the draft, they look at like whoever's like the top list and mm-hmm. they they pick out names and and they go, oh, that sounds sexy, and I want that, and I think that would fit on our team or whatever the case may be. Let me tell you something, Anthony Black. At six, we might be looking back at this and going, uh, are we sure he shouldn't have been in the top three? Yeah, yeah, it could happen. I mean, it could happen that way. And shouts out to. Uh, our guy Momo, who I think had him like three or four, uh, and yeah, I think Kendall, Kendall had him. Kendall three. had him three, had him three. And Momo had him four. Now, now I'm not saying they're right, wrong, mm-hmm. indifferent. What I'm saying is, is that the talent has shown itself to be immense, and there's so many things that he can implement in a game that I'm still asking for Markel Fultz to do. Yeah, like I'm not saying he's a bad player. What I'm saying is that this is a multi-dimensional player now. now like today, yeah. Well, just like the things that you can throw him out there, and that he just does because he's Anthony Black. Like instinctually, it's it's something that's hard to add to any team, and the ball handling and passing abilities, which are Markel's two biggest like plus qualities are nowhere near like the level Anthony Blacks could get to I think even maybe this season he's got all the juice in the world and man the the thing that always like blows my mind when I watch him is the fact that he can live dribble pass with both of his hands and there are not a whole lot of guys in the world who can do that and once you add that skill to a team especially if you have nice shooting around it it's it's going to be a problem i franz and cole anthony running pick and rolls and dribble handoffs i think is going to give a whole lot of people headaches in the league we will, we will see. We will see. Now, um, they do have another guy who was drafted pretty high, and that's Jet Howard. Mm-hmm. Played really uh, well defensively. Pushing that. Pushing that. Yeah, he's been um, everywhere. He's been listen, everywhere he needed I, to be. Like It's early. I got you. Yeah. The I, def- the, I had questions about the defense coming in and seeing yeah. it be this good at this uh, time is a really nice in- indicator. It also is one of those things where it's like, what were you doing at Michigan? But okay, I got it. You well, you yeah, needed to make money different. to play defense. That's cool. Yeah, but like <laughs> right. so many, so uh, there is countless guys who played no defense in college who come into the league to be great defenders. It no, I listen. I understand. I just expected better from him. Didn't even like look at a player on the defensive side of the ball at LSU. No, he was that was like a vacation. Mm-hmm. But his dad was his coach, so I expected better from him. That's that's my whole thing. Yeah, I said, yeah. you know, you were playing for your dad. I expect a little more defense out of you, but yeah. I think they were just trying to build up the offensive package. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they were like, listen, Get this is six ten special and it does all kinds of stuff. So that's how we do that. Yeah. Now, um the rest of the top ten. We got a little Bilal Koulibaly action yeah, going he's been, on. He's been decent. Yeah. He, mm-hmm. you know what it is with him is that 
you see it. It's just so young and it's yeah. kind of far away, but it's not like you go, it's never going to get there. No, it's no. just, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> he is a guy who, like, this is going to sound sacrilegious, so let me explain it. But he reminds me a lot of, of Giannis. Like, when Giannis came into the league, we saw his talent, we saw his size, and uh, his athleticism, and we were like, okay, we'll just draft this guy, figure out how it works, and then figure out what he is after that, and then we'll build on that. Koulibaly's kind of similar, where it's like all based on athleticism and feel on the floor. He's got instincts to spare for sure, but is well, I still don't know what role he's playing in the league he's kind of one of those weird guys who like in recruiting how they come in as athletes he's kind of just an athlete coming into the league you don't know if he's going to be a ball handler if he's going to be a cutter like how this game is going to fully crystallize I'm I'm intrigued Mm. by him though and I've Mm. liked flashes of what I've seen to this point hmm well, I think there is going to be ball handling in the oh, future. Yeah. I think there is going to be um, defensive pressure in his future. There so. are going to be <clears throat> there are going to there's going to be a um, he is going to live in in the slots where mm-hmm. if you're trying to throw cross court passes, probably. Not gonna go so well. Skip passes aren't gonna go well if he's looking. Mm-hmm. Um, instinctually, he's he could fall in yeah. to to points and rebounds and mm-hmm. blocks and steals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now it's just putting it all together. It's just harnessing it. It's 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 still theoretical, which is not a problem. Because it's not like you're looking for immediate impact right now from him. Yeah. So I'm I'm good with that. Um, we we're gonna get this podcast out a little late, it seems, because just announced two players pulling out of summer league: Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, done playing. Boom. There we go. There we go. We we caught it. We did. So there there it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like less there it of a is. homer now. <laughs> hey, bro, we, we called it. So, nah, nah, this is, you focus on them. So, yeah, you, but mm. I actually saw it too. So, I, yeah. I was with you. Um, Is there anybody else that you want to hit on? I mean, I know I want to hit on some guys that aren't doing so well. And I hate to be like that person, but. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. There's no one else who's jumping to mind. Okay, so let's go to the the guys who need every minute of summer league. Mm-hmm. Okay, and kind of Koulibaly is like the bridge b- between that, right? Yeah. We see it, but he definitely needs every minute of summer league, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Grady Dick is also another person who needs every minute of summer league. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's uh, got. A whole lot of things that he's trying to do when the the role should be a lot more defined. I think they're kind of testing him out though, and just letting him go and figure out what it is. And uh, Marquise Noel's been fun on that team, but the he <laughs> yeah he's not doing too much of what we need him to be doing. Move off. Is this the Toronto like way of doing things? Because it's kind of like you just allow the 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 long athlete to just do yeah what what they do, and then yeah, pretty much. (sighs) For a long time, I was in on what they were doing. Yeah, me too. But now I'm trying to figure out where the development path is. It's like okay, I see what you're doing with Mm -hmm. drafting the guys. But unlocking them is where I need to see it. That's hopefully Darko it helps them take a step up in that regard because that's not a strong suit of nurse. Okay. 
So we'll put a pin in Grady Dick for right now. The other guy that needs every minute of summer league is one Dallas Maverick, Derek Lively. Jr. Oh yeah, he yes, is. Sir. A, yeah, he gets out of position all the time. He's a guy who I would say, like. His game is sort of figured out to a certain extent. Like, you know what, ideally, you're going to want him to Can do. I help you? One, I'm sorry to cut you off. He looks like he doesn't understand principles. Yeah. Is that yeah, fair? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean more so in, like, you know what kind of role you're going to want him to fulfill in the long term. You're, you know you're going to want him to be, like, a switch defending big who has some uh, drop upside as well as kind of like a rim runner on the offensive side there's also rumors of the three-point shot that we've seen um here and there he he can hit them uh like not in a game so that's at least a starting point um that being said like as much as we know his role and we know the things he's supposed to be doing he's they're not like throwing him out there in that role kind of they're kind of like mixing him around and trying to do multiple different things with him and it's not like actually been able to crystallize into anything major i wonder if they like as it goes on if they kind of pull back what they're asking him to do a little bit and see if we can get him to look a lot better. Uh, bigs like this, though, sometimes struggle in the summer league overall. So him, I think, is going to be one of the guys who the preseason might be more impactful to watch than the summer league for his performance. I would have thought they would have run a little more for him. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. I think That's, I, that's my only criticism. Weird. Like, yeah, it's not the stuff that you would think. Yeah. It's not the traditional things. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're you're correct on that. They are running things for him, but it's like stuff that a wing would, you yeah, would or run for like, a wing. Yeah, they're not like running pick and rolls with him. They're not putting him out, leaking him out in the corner like was rumored there. Uh, yeah, they're just doing strange things. They're giving him the ball in the low post when he's not that type of center at all. Oh, the other guy that we did not mention that also should go home, and it's kind of an omission on our part, and we're sorry, Oklahoma City. Uh, mm-hmm. Casey Wallace also should go home. Oh yeah, he's he's so. Casey Wallace is a man. So um, I I envision him in your but, starting lineup. I don't know how that works. <laughs> um, Nico has been trying to talk me down off this yeah. ledge of not having Casey Wallace and why who's going to be taken out. And I was like, no, no one's taken out. We're just running six. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, we don't need a center at this point. I'm almost at a point where we're definitely going positionless basketball. We'll have the two Jalen's giddy. Yeah. And, and uh, Shay, and we'll just, that's how we'll run it. And we'll score 165 points. Can we hopefully, do that? Hopefully that is a lot of fun. I love, I love case. And he, I want to see, I want to see him a little more though, just because I'm not sure he's going to get very many on ball opportunities in Oklahoma City this year, considering the amount of creators they have in front of him. But mm. I, I love his games too, and he's another another perfect guy that they've drafted. There, uh, Kaysen Wallace and Lou Dort. It would be an absolutely monstrous defensive backcourt to have to deal with. So they got a lot of shit they can throw out there at any given time. You know, the best part is is that we get a lot of love from OKC, and mm-hmm. I, I this is not intentional, but it is what it is at this point. Yeah, no, they that dude is awesome. Great. I don't. Oh, the other part, the oh, other part I want to talk down about as well. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Usman Jang. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. Did you see been, Usman Jang? Yeah, he's been good. Okay. The shot has cleaned up significantly. And may I give credit to Oklahoma City where I do not give credit to the Memphis Grizzlies? And I have talked with folks in Memphis, so they're probably going to be real mad right now. 
That's how you develop. Yeah. Zaire Williams is still theoretical. By the way, he should have been playing in summer league. Yes, yes. That should. guy need, needs Man. minutes. Did, our guy Kendall uh, got a tweet to go very viral about that. He got a scud missile. Yes, he did. He he did. He got a scud missile off mm. on that. Yes, but Usman Jang very much looking <laughs> looking completely different than he did last year. Yeah. Completely different. Yeah, fully different. Uh, a couple other guys I want to hit on before we get on out of here. Um, here is the Lakers propaganda machine in full furl. Jalen Hood, Shafino, is one of the best passers um, out there. He's not at the level at my guy, Keontae George. No. Maybe not at the level of Eamon Thompson. No. But my man got sauce, and he is not afraid, and I am like this. Welcome to the Lakers, sir, because if you're going to play on a LeBron James team, you can't be afraid to shoot the rock, and my yeah. man is not afraid to shoot the rock. That is that is 100% true. I really like him as a fit for the Lakers overall. I uh, the pick got maligned for some reason. I have absolutely no idea. I thought he was like they don't no they don't watch the tape we like we do, yeah. Nico. They don't like they don't watch it like we do. Yeah, no. He he was the lowest guy uh, out of the guards in this class for me between like Amon and uh, oh, we were just talking about Kaysen and Keontae. but I don't think he is like fully out of that conversation he is a good ball handler a good like director of the floor and that's something that can definitely be developed on a LeBron team so I think this was a really good fit for you guys and I'm like happy with how it's working out to this point 100% is there anybody else in the top 20 that we need to hit on before we get up out of here no, I think I think we did pretty well. If we we're going to be doing more, more summer league episodes, probably. So we we've got uh, a few days left to right, right, right together. Well, now that we got some of the people who are not going to be in summer league anymore, maybe some of these guys that we did talk about yeah, can get some more burn. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're looking for. We haven't really seen an Omex Prosper deal. We haven't seen any of that, really. We haven't seen that pop off yet. Yeah. Um, there's a couple guys. Oh, Gigi Jackson. I loved him so yeah. far. Yeah, he's like that. Good. So as much as I malign Memphis with the Zaire Williams, Gigi Jackson. Hey, listen, if Zaire don't want to come to Summer League, we got Gigi Jackson. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Gigi will play. It's exactly. all right. Good. So... Yeah, a lot more to get on with Summer League. Uh, The one other thing that I want to say before we walk on out of here is we did talk about this class being deep in the sense of you might not have super-duper star talent Mm -hmm. everywhere, but rotational pieces, like key critical rotational pieces, I see this all up and down the first round and Mm -hmm. also into the second. So good job by the talent evaluators out there so far. Um, obviously, we got to see it grow, you know, and see how it all all unfurls. But I'm really enjoying the the pieces that I see because I actually see roles, yeah, specific roles for them. Yeah, that's that's really true, man. We have a great draft class coming in this year overall. It's the best one I've evaluated in years, and I I just couldn't be more excited. I think the league is going to get a real kick in the pants this upcoming season. So here we are, man. This is very exciting basketball, and I can't wait to watch the rest of it. So if you are a uh, vet that has been in the league for like six years and you've been kind of floating around and you've been in in it, kind of out of it, not working as hard as you need to, guess what? We got some kids in here who are looking to take your job. So um, with that being said, for the Canadian Bomber, 
the Canadian Shaman, the Canadian Bill Simmons, the Canadian Zach Lowe, and the forever Canadian son of one Loretta Curran. R.I.P. That's Nico Miatello. I'm Vince Carter, and we're out of here, and we'll see you down the road.